Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and a special big shout out to my international, national, and my local fans and listeners. We are coming live from California. I want to thank all of you for your support and for tuning in or downloading the Transformation for Success show each week. Continue to share with your friends and colleagues. And for those of you who might be new listeners, the shows are syndicated and rebroadcast on the Empowerment and Business channels on Fridays at 12 noon. Transformation for Success is a live radio broadcast and is immediately downloaded in podcast format for iTunes, Roku, and Stitcher. So again, share with your friends and colleagues. If they cannot listen live, they can download the shows later. And I got a little secret. I want you to check out my television online network, Transformation Success TV, on voiceamericatv.com, because we've got some new, exciting shows that have provocative topics and co-hosts coming up this month on my Total Woman show. So you can access and view them online via your phones. Now today in the studio, I have a powerhouse guest, Miss Precious Williams, who is known as the world-class master communicator and creator of Perfect Pitches. And she works with successful entrepreneurs and helps them to take their professional speaking skills to the next level. So today... She's going to share her amazing transformational journey from living as a child with abusive and drug-addicted parents to becoming a now 13-time National Business Elevator Pitch Champion. She has over 24 years of experience conceptualizing unique branding, speaking, and marketing techniques. I know you want to hear this lady today. She trains individuals and companies how to remain authentic while presenting concepts and visions to distinctive audience. Now, let me tell you something else about her. She's been seen on top television shows for her pitching and branding skills. She was featured on season eight of ABC's Shark Tank, and she's appeared on CNN and MSNBC, and also the Wall Street Journal, and many others, too numerous to name. So please help me welcome Miss Precious Williams to the show today. Be sure to have your friends download the show if they can't hear it live. And I'm strongly encouraging you, you'll want to take notes. If you're not driving, that is. So listeners, also, if you have questions of Miss Williams, you can call in the studio. 1-888-346-9141. Or my international listeners, you can Skype me at Dr. Barbara Young or text me at 714-794-9741. I don't want any excuses because she's got a lot to share today, and I know she'll be glad to answer your questions. Well, welcome, Precious. How are you? I am awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Girl, I'm so delighted to have you on the show. Uh, Indeed, it's a pleasure to have you join me. You have such an incredible story. I could not wait to have you share with the (laughs) listeners because this is all about transformation for success. And as I said earlier, I did a Facebook Live to sort of announce you. And I said, you know, this show is about transforming people's lives spiritually, 
personally and professionally. So that you have done. You know, would you share with the listeners where you grew up, grew up and what happened during your childhood? Yes, I am. My name is Precious Williams. I am from the inner city of St. Louis, Missouri. So I'm from the ghetto. I'm from the hood, as people like to say. <laughs> um, I grew up with uh, a mom who did not want me from the time I was born until the time she almost murdered me on November 18th, 1991. So I grew up with a, a mother who was extremely light-skinned, had you know, blonde hair, and she just, she she was so mad at my father for being a drug addict, and I think just being put in situations with three children and rent not being paid, and I think the stress that she went through, she just took it all out on me, and me being a child, I didn't know why she didn't like me. I didn't know what I had done. All I knew was that I hated being at home, and I was beaten, and I was cut with glass, and I, my nose was broken, and there were so many bad things that happened to me that the only place I found refuge was at school. And so mm-hmm. I talked all the time. I laughed. I joked. And I was always in trouble for talking too much. I used to be put out in the in the hallway or paddled with by the principal. They don't do that anymore. That's, that tells you my age right there. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, my mother, you know, just never, never grew accustomed to me. So it was just, I, I grew up very angry. I grew up very heartbroken and I really just didn't know my place in the world. And my father, as I said before, is a drug addict and uh, she put him out before she did all the damage that she did to me. And so on November 18th, 1991, she beat me so bad and threw me out of the house naked and bleeding. And somehow I managed to walk two miles to my aunt's home and I collapsed on her front porch. And then the police came and did a very big investigation, took pictures of my battered and bruised body. I was sent to go live with my father. And, you know, not a lot of people talked about the fact that my father was a crack cocaine addict. And so I went from being in my mom's hellacious home to a home with my father, not knowing where my next meal was going to come from, not knowing, you know, who who was going to take care of me. You know, was I going to be sold for drugs or, or anything like that? So it was a very dangerous situation, no heat, no hot water, no electricity. So I didn't know why I was born. And I, I just felt like I had no purpose, no worth, no anything. And if it wasn't for my grandparents stepping in when I was 15 years old and taking me in and wanting to raise me, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. And I'm named after my grandmother, Precious Williams, Precious Dolores Williams. So I went from not knowing where my next meal was coming from and not having clothes to having JCPenney clothes and always having food in the home. And my grandmother drove me to school every day. She cooked a hot meal for breakfast, dinner. She picked me up from school. She went to all of my events. And she used to tell me all the time, you're special. You're the golden child. And she told me I had the gift of speech. And my grandmother had an eighth grade education. An eighth grade wow. education. She had seven wow. kids. So for her to see something in me is something that still brings tears to my eyes today. I'm like, how how could she see the, the one that no one wanted, not even my aunts and uncles wanted me to take me in? How could she see value in a violent, angry 15-year-old and straight change that 15-year-old into a marshmallow? You know, who does that? And that's the power of love. That is the power of, she never laid her hands on me. She said, no one should ever touch you. No no one should ever beat you. 
I got the lectures, and I hate to say it from hell. I just got lectures. Yeah. When I was in yes. trouble, I got lectures for hours and hours. I was like, can you just smack me around a little bit? Like, can we, can we just call it even? And I look back, <laughs> and I'm like, I was really blessed. And if it wasn't Whoa. for my grandmother speaking life into me, I would, again, I would not be here today, and I would not be in the profession that I'm in, which is speaking, uh, the speaking profession, and doing as well as I am because she pushed me. She did daily affirmations with me. She told me, it doesn't matter who you speak to, Precious, you make them feel good. You make them feel like they're somebody, whether they're homeless, to the mayor of the city of St. Louis, you know how to talk to people. And so that's the story of how I grew up. I mean, I... I never had much. And, you know, growing up in poverty is very difficult. And so when I look back, I'm like, wow, that's what love can do. I know it can transform individuals' lives. And, you know, this is such a, uh, it was tragic and sad, yes. But when did you realize that you were smart and not stupid? I mean, because all of those years, what I call the nature and nurture, the environment certainly was not productive for you. But when did you realize grandmother comes in and she's able to input into you that you were special? When did you realize that? And it began to just, you know, be in you. I think it was when I was in college, not necessarily when I was in high school. I think, you know, I just grew up. Mm -hmm. I just knew I was loved by her. But if it wasn't for still speaking in college and, you know, I went to Spelman College on a full scholarship and, you know, they only gave out two a year back in the day. And so when people would meet me and remember, I didn't come from money. So I went to school with a lot of young ladies who came from, you know, money and, and different backgrounds from me. And they loved talking to me. And I used to walk around saying, I remember my freshman year to say, I'm the real Spelman woman because everyone assumed I didn't go to Spelman. They assumed I went to another school because they, they, they had in their mind that Spelman girls were stuck up and that wasn't true. It wasn't true at all. But when people really found out, okay, she really does go to Spelman, it was like, wow, Precious is something. She's something. And when it's did the you way realize- I spoke and it's the way I carried myself. When did you realize that you were smart and not stupid? <laughs> college. <laughs> college. I mean, there comes, there college comes a day, because a reckoning, I went a to defining an... moment, a defining moment. You know, I'm really smart. I'm not stupid. <laughs> when what I got you... into the Ethel Waddell Geethy Honors Program at Spelman College, that's when I realized it. Oh, my because goodness. Because when I, before I went off to, when I went off to college, my guidance counselors all told me that I wouldn't make it because they said, you know, you, you're the smartest of the dumb here. You're a big fish in a small pond. When you get to Spelman, those girls are going to crush you. Oh, wow. And because, you know, I, I had an inner city education and I just kept believing I, I'm bigger than that. I have to be bigger than that. I got into the school fair and square and I'm going to do whatever it takes. So I went to tutoring and I did a lot of things behind the scenes that I didn't tell people. And then when I got into the program and I was able to excel. And then I remember graduation day, you know, I graduated with a 3.6 GPA, magna cum laude, Phi Beta Kappa, with a degree in English and a minor in art history pre-law. And I had a full scholarship to Georgetown University Law Center. You couldn't tell me that, that <laughs> I barely made it. You couldn't tell me that. You, mm-hmm. you had to acknowledge mm-hmm. greatness. You had to acknowledge, even I had to acknowledge greatness. Well, I, you know, one of the things that I, I was inspired in reading your story because there are so many individuals like, like yourself who've had beginnings that did not start out with this, you know, the great, you know, nuclear family, loving mother and father. 
but did not go the path that you went. They went the opposite direction because like you talked about being violent, it's hard to believe, Precious, at one time you were violent and you were aloof, you were angry, <laughs> which, is a, which is a normal response to being battered and bruised and feeling unloved. But there are two paths and you know yourself because you've met young women and young men who went the opposite direction and went into drugs to medicate or went into alcohol to medicate. My question to you is how did you sort of uh, erase some of those memories and replace them with good memories? I don't know if that, I'm not sure if that ever that ever occurred. I, I just kept, I, I think I just kept moving on because I just, I, I, there, there's a part of me, you know what, let me dial it back. I didn't start doing that until very recently, and let me explain why. Mm-hmm. I, I, I achieved a lot of things. I've been on a lot of shows. You've named them and everything like that. But three years ago, I almost lost my life. I almost took my life on my 38th birthday, January 22nd, 2017. I had appeared on Shark Tank. Literally, probably a few months before that, I was getting into it with my business partner, and I was struggling, and I was drinking, and I hadn't dealt with the issues of my past. I literally just kept going, and I let achievement speak for me. And people didn't really know who the real precious was because I didn't even know who I was. All I knew is I was defined by my achievements. And so when, you know, I came within two minutes of dying, my cousin saved my life um, and I woke up in the hospital. I was so angry. I was like, I'm supposed to be dead. I don't deserve to be on this earth. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I've, I've squandered every opportunity. Da, 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 da. I went into a life transformation program and it's, it's called the Bowery Mission Women's Center. And I was there for a year and a half. A year and a half. Were you, were, time, were, you living, I, were you living there or were you an outpatient? Uh, no, no, no. I was, I was living there. I was living there. And it wasn't, okay. it wasn't a drug treatment. It wasn't an alcohol treatment. It was none of that. It was mm-hmm. a Christ-centered home where you get to see who you really are through Christ's eyes. That's wonderful. So, so when I was there... People are like, you don't, you, you, someone like you doesn't even need to be here. You've had this and that. And I'm like, but I've lost it all. I've lost it all. I squandered it all. I was sick. I, you know, was dealing with cancer. There was so much that I was dealing with at the time. And so I'm here to tell you only relatively in the last year and a half, are you meeting who Precious Williams truly is? And that is a transparent, authentic woman who does not let her achievements define her. My relationships define me. The love I have for myself, the love I have for other people, my clients, uh, the corporations that I, that I train with, um, the, the conferences, all of that, all of that's great. But my relationship with myself, my relationship with God, my relationship with Christ Jesus, my relationship with my family, my relationship with everyone has changed because I am no longer defined by what the world says I should be defined by. Were you I able am Precious to, Williams. And Precious, mm-hmm. uh, along that path, uh, was a part of that healing and that life transformation center Forgiveness Definitely. and forgiving your mother, forgiving your father, and forgiving yourself. Of course, all of that, all of that had to take place. Yeah, and, and it's some so of us key. just grow older, but that doesn't mean we're growing better. Some of us just grow older. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I know that, but that I mean, this is so remarkable, and I'm so glad 
that you're being transparent and sharing this because so many people need to know that it's not by your achievements. And so many of us do think that that's what counts. Well, you know what? We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back because there's a lot more to share with Miss Precious Williams and her transformational journey. Perfect Pitches by Precious, Precious Williams. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something that is unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune in to Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Thank you for sharing uh, Precious Williams today, my interview with her, how my life went from a broken harmony to a perfect pitch. So as we went on break, I was learning so much about you. I'm sitting here about levitating off my chair of transformation (laughs) and this. I mean, so many people don't understand what other individuals go through. They look at you. They see this successful woman that's been on CNN, Shark Tank, all the things you're doing, and you are successful but no one knows the inner struggles that you were going through. But you went through it and changed your life. You know, <clears throat> what I'm interested in, too, is how did you discover that your purpose was to become this master pitch, well, this pitch master, and they call you the killer pitch master. <laughs> you know, well, I how- slay all competition. That's what I do. I slay all competition. That's why I'm a killer. <laughs> I love so it. How did I? How did I know? So back in the day, back in 2011, I was I wanted to start a company called uh, Curvy Girls Lingerie, but I had no money to get started, and I was I was an attorney who was disgruntled, didn't want to be an attorney, and I was dating this very famous Hollywood actor. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to start a company that, that you know, celebrated full-figure divas and plus-size fashionistas. Did okay. I have any training? No. Did I have any? I just had the idea. Mm-hmm. And I met a woman at the New York Public Library who said she won $50,000 in, in prize money from pitch competitions. So, of course, I did what anybody else would have done. I asked her to say her pitch to me, and I swear it was crickets because I, I just couldn't believe that that won. I was like, I've been speaking since I was 16. I could smoke her in a competition. I could smoke her, and I don't even know how to pitch. So I went out, and I I got myself into my first competition, and with no training, I won. I won $10,000 in my first competition. And I was like, this wasn't hard. And I I kept doing it. And the more I kept winning, 
And you know how winning doesn't teach you everything you need to know. Sometimes fail, failure teaches you much more than you need to. Absolutely. But one competition that I did not win taught me to not be cocky and mm-hmm. also don't take anything for granted. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a given that I'm going to win every time. Right. And so being a 13-time out of 14-time champion, I learned so much about myself, my skill set, how I enter a competition, how to study, how to research, how to size up competition, how to see their weaknesses and value my strengths. And so that is, that is how I truly got started. And did I know that people from all over the world would come and ask me to teach them how to pitch? No. And some people wow. think it's because I'm an attorney. Yes, I was a litigator, but being in law school didn't teach me how to speak. Mm-hmm. Being in the trenches, fighting my way out of the hood taught me how to be a great speaker. I've had to talk myself out of very difficult situations. And mm-hmm. so that is how, even in going into competition, sometimes I had to fight to win to pay rent. That's how bad I needed to win that competition. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when you're, you're fighting against someone like me, who literally is fighting for my next breath, you really can't beat me. And you can't beat my clients because I'm teaching them that in order to be a pitch master, you have to take it so seriously and you have to go hard. This is your business, this is your life, this is your career. And no one should beat you at your own game. And so that's how I learned that I was the pitch master. And when I started teaching and training and I taught, I took in 10 beta clients and they each won their competitions, I said, I'm onto something. Wow. And so wow. that's how I did it. Now, you, you started a business in 2011. Am I yeah, correct Curvy on the date? Lingerie. Okay. And yes, then Curvy you, Girls Lingerie. Perfect years, Pitches came around in 2013. Okay. So there was Precious Perfect Pitches? Okay. It how was Perfect Girls did, Lingerie did, and then Perfect Pitches by Precious. Okay. Did you just dream up that? <laughs> I mean, how did that come I to you? I thought the name no, was popping. I thought the name was popping. <laughs> Well, it's still and young people say it was popping for me. I, I, you know, I can come up with taglines in, in a heartbeat. I can come up with pitches in my sleep. That's how I know this is what I'm meant to do. Okay. Were there, were there some early uh, challenges when you were starting this business and trying, you know, trying to get into it and get into companies and corporations? You sure. Know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Believing in myself was the hardest thing. Yes, I had talent. Yes, I had a gift. But also... You know, when you go through some hard times, you start to doubt that you belong in certain places. Mm -hmm. The fact that I can go into Microsoft and Goldman Sachs and and other companies today is a testament to to, to me keeping going. And even when I'm so scared out of my mind, I walk into some of these places. When I'm there, I know I belong. I paid the cost to be the boss and and success is paid for in advance. And I paid for success. Those sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. Being evicted from my apartment um, when I was just starting out, um, eating, you know, being homeless at 37, 38 years old. I paid to be successful now. I paid the cost. Well, there, there's a price to pay. <clears throat> there is a price. And many individuals have paid a price of becoming successful. And, but many people don't want to share that. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things that I know you and I wasn't wondering why or what was the reason for you calling yourself a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> you want to know why ser- I call myself a serial entrepreneur? Uh-huh. Because I started yeah. three companies. I beg your pardon? I started three companies. Okay. Explain that. That were successful. You, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So my first company was Curvy Girls Lingerie, which okay. was the one that got that got me on a lot of different shows because people. This is before the body positivity movement. This is 2011. I was okay. 327 pounds starting a lingerie company. And everyone kept saying, you're too fat, you're too black, you have too much of an accent, you'll never be on TV, no one's ever going to give money to your company. And here I was on MSNBC with my first pitch with a company that wasn't even real. My second company was my own law firm because I, I, I got tired of working for other people and so I wanted to start my own law firm. Mm-hmm. And that was successful until January 22nd, 2017. And then in order to get better, I had to let those companies go. My third company was Perfect Pitches by Precious. And that is built on my own talent, not on lingerie, not on Mm -hmm. legal briefs. It's Mm -hmm. truly built on something that I created, the killer pitch master. And so that's why I'm a serial entrepreneur. What is it that you tell companies? I mean, because one of the things is that are, are we really pitching every day and don't realize it? And just individuals. Yes, because when you're talking to your friends about that no good man you're dating, when you're talking (laughs) about that job you hate, you are getting people interested in what you're talking about and keeping on talking about it. You're keeping them interested. You're keeping the conversation going. That is a pitch. It's a short, brief, um, persuasive way of getting someone interested in you so that you can keep the conversation going to get to the next meeting, to get to, to, to do your call, your, 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 what do you call that? Your call to action. You want them on your mailing list. You want them to purchase your programs. You want your friend to stay with you and to just listen, listen to you as you vent. All of that is pitching. And, and I don't think that many people realize that. And so listeners, I hope you take heed out there because I don't think many people realize that we are pitching every day. And I like the way you're saying, even the girlfriend talking about the nasty husband or the bad boyfriend, uh, you mm-hmm. wanting them to understand. <clears throat> so there are high stakes. So when we talk about pitching on a small scale, what would you tell some of the, you know, because there are a lot of entrepreneurs that are listening to this show and I know from all over, what would you share with them in terms of Helping them strike the perfect pitch, just off the bat, one of your trade secrets. <laughs> off the bat, off the bat, before we can get into power pitching, we mm-hmm. need to know the basics. So okay. in a basic pitch, you need to start with who you are. Okay. What do you, number one, who you are. What mm-hmm. do you do or what does your business do? Number three, who do you service or who do you intend to service? Number four, what is your unique selling proposition? What, what, what do you do that's different from your competitors? And number five, what type of results can they expect with you? That's a basic pitch. And then, you know, and of course you need your call to action, which would be number six. But those are the, 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 the six things that those you need basics. in a basic pitch. That's a okay. basic pitch, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, hi, my name is Precious Williams. Perfect pitches by Precious, da 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 And that's basic. But we don't do basic and perfect pitches by Precious. We do killer and perfect pitches so that you stand out in a crowded marketplace, so that your ideal customers and clients seek you out. I don't just train uh, women entrepreneurs or just entrepreneurs in general. I train mm-hmm. sales teams. Okay. You know, and and imagine, imagine that I'm still a curvy woman. I'm still 220 pounds, and I still walk into places with hot pink, hot purple. Like there's a, <laughs> I have a brand. Because I'm okay. different, and I, sh- and I show up different. I show mm-hmm. up ready, and I show up as a professional. But the one thing you have to know about me is I didn't come into this to be average, random, or ordinary. I came in here 
to show you how to show up and show out. Well, the people that you know, stand you, out the most. Mm-hmm. No, you bring up a good point, and I wanted to sort of bookmark that because what you mm-hmm. have learned and what you're sharing is you have accepted who you are, how you look, and you're pitching it. Even though, I mean, when you say that, I show up in pink, I show up in purple, you're pitching Precious, who she is. And that's who I am. I'm big, I'm bold, and I'm beautiful. So that's a pitch. Am I right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. That is true. And so you have to show up like, like, you have to show up as you're telling people. People, like, who other pitch masters do you know, Dr. Young? Do you know of anybody else? Uh, not that they call themselves pitch matchers. Actually, I am. Matt uh, Browning is probably one that I do know. You know Matt Browning. Right. Mm-hmm. You know of him? I so do. He, okay, well, Matt, uh, I'm going to be hearing him in about a week. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but not many people call themselves pitch masters. Um, and the reason so, why is because I wanted to be very strategic. If I just was another motivational speaker, inspirational speaker, transformational speaker, I could be mm-hmm. a dime a dozen. I had to stand out. And when I was mm-hmm. at the Black Enterprise Elevator Pitch Competition, Robert Townsend and MC Light came up with that name for me, the killer pitch master. They're like, you slay. You're not here to play. You're not here to give a simple speech. You are here to kill. You are here to make a difference, and you're here to make your presence known. And so finding out what makes you different, finding out what separates you from everyone else and leading with that too. Okay. One of the things I'm going to ask you, this is something that I don't know if you've come across anyone that you're trying to help them uh, create a perfect pitch, but they're not grammatically correct. They don't speak good grammar. Have you run across that? I have. And and luckily, I've been able to work with that. I mean, some clients, some clients require a lot more handholding than others. And one Mm -hmm. of the things that I want, I really want you to take away from this is I don't need their pitches to be 100% grammatically correct. I need them to stand in their power and their purpose. Because there are times when I've pitched where I've forgotten my entire pitch, forgotten it, because I practice so much. It just flows like things that come out of my mouth flow like like uh, what do you call them sound bites? It just flows. So I've worked with I've worked with tech companies. I've worked with international companies where people have like not a speech impediment, but they have such an accent that it's hard to understand. And so I've worked mm-hmm. worked my way through that. And so there's probably not a, a particular type of client that I haven't worked with yet. I've worked okay. with um in, what do you call those uh extra introverts. Right. Introverts, like there's not, uh-huh. there's not too many clients that I have not faced in my time. And I've been in business six years with Perfect Pitches by Precious. Well, Precious, one of the things that you struck out that, that you said is like practice. You need to practice your pitch. Right. Now, should your, your pitch change with the venue that you're in or should it always be yes, consistently? Your pitch, your, pitch should, your pitch should fit the audience, Right. So mm-hmm. if you're pitching, if you're pitching at a, if you're pitching at a competition, that's one thing. If okay. you're at a networking event, it's going to be different because it's going to be more conversational. If okay. you are pitching to, if you're pitching to a company so that you can um, train their sales team, that's going to be a different pitch. 
your audience usually dictates how much you put into that particular pitch because you want to speak you want to speak to them in their language. You want to speak to their pain points. Not every audience is the same. How I speak to women is not how I speak to a mixed environment. Mm-hmm. How I speak to college students and to young people is not how I speak to those of the learned professions. Have you? Have, well, one of the things. This is not maybe a, a, the accurate question here, but. What I have found in my limited experience <laughs> in dealing with a lot of people, when you start asking, who are you, they find it difficult, a lot of women uh, and even entrepreneurs find it difficult to, to really actually make a pitch of who you are. It's about mm-hmm. my company, not about who mm-hmm. are you are, who, who you are mm-hmm. and right. what do you do. It seems to be very difficult, and, and so I want you to sort of address that. What would be a perfect who you are from your perfect pitch? You know, I've always thought of myself as the full-figured diva who takes on the world and wins. Okay. Because that's all I've ever been. That's all I've ever been is this curvy woman who's been told over and over again, I'm not quite right, not quite perfect, not quite this, not quite that, and yet I've been able to move mountains you know thank god uh-huh, thank god uh-huh. for god thank god that i walk in my purpose um i've also called myself the female macgyver of business you give me two toothpicks i will jimmy a door i will crack a window i will do anything to get in inside because once i'm inside that's it it's over it's okay over. and when hmm? no I'm, I'm agreeing i'm writing i'm taking notes baby take a note right so note. being in the female macgyver of business meaning yeah. i don't i don't always get to i didn't always get to go through the front door but yeah. i always got inside and i always got to pitch you know when i went when i had my first elevator pitch on msnbc i remember standing there and yeah. after i pitched jj ramberg the host of the show said that was one of the best pitches i've ever heard in my life she didn't know that I was pitching a company that was not even real. But what I learned from the dominant society is you have to act as if all the, all the time. You have to act as if. I had to act as if I was bigger than what I was. Okay. I had to act as if I was ready for the journey. And when I think of women in particular, women get in their own way when it comes to pitching because they think they have to look and sound a certain way. And I'm telling them that's not true. People mm-hmm. resonate more with regularly flawed individuals, people who've been through things, people who've gone through things so that you know you're not dealing with someone who's not new to this, they're true to this. That's why I talk about homelessness and my Uh severe alcohol addiction, you know, from back in the day, because I want people to know that I dealt with a lot of different things and yet I'm still standing. Haven't had a drop of alcohol since January 22nd, 2017. Having been Fabulous. homeless, having, like Fabulous. I walk in my purpose. Fabulous. Fabulous. For the graduate of Spelman and Rutgers School of Law, I tell you, <laughs> I am so yeah. pleased to have you on the show to share this because I think a lot of people don't want to really, you know, share that they have been no. through some things. No, and, and we're kind of told not to. And I'm like, the yes, more I talk sure. about it, the more people feel comfortable. In fact, I spoke at USA Today last week, right? USA Today here in New York. And I was speaking to, uh, you know, a big networking group. And right after that, one of the women who was over the networking group, she said, my company could use you to train our sales team. You're that good. And think about that. 
I spoke yes. at the Women of Color and Capital Conference at NYU. That's how I got hooked up with Microsoft and Goldman Sachs. Just think about that. Just being in the right places at the right time. A year, two, three years ago, I thought my life was over. Three, less than three years later, here I am on the grandest stages of them all. Just, just walking in my purpose and my light. And I get more now, for, more satisfaction from what I do from telling the truth than I did from the lie of trying to be perfect. I think that's wonderful. You know, uh, one of the things that I, I did a little research on pitching and particularly how many people are who even aren't in sales spend about 40% of their time at work trying to move others, whether it's asking for their attention, encouraging someone to take action, or even proposing a new idea or project. So pitching is the key. It's a key skill. So let me just close just right now because we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back because there's more with precious, perfect pitches. We'll be right back with you. Thank you for listening. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1 888 346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my exciting and very informative interview with Precious Williams, the killer pitch master. You know, and she's sharing how my life went from a broken harmony to a perfect pitch. So, Precious, you know what? I am so intrigued about, you know, learning about you, this beautiful diva, uh, Precious Diva, I would say, (laughs) who is the master pitch, pitch maker. And you have created so many people. Uh, one of the things I like, full-figure diva who takes no, what, did I take no hostages? <laughs> no, 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 no. I said the full-figure diva who takes on the world and wins. Well, I also said takes no hostages. No, all right. <laughs> she you know, kills I'm them. Saying, listen, listen, listen. I don't, I listen. You already she know. She kills them. <laughs> so what I wanted to find out is my question is, what pitch did you give on Shark Tank? What pitch did I give? Uh-huh. You, you want me to say it out loud, or what, it was for Kirby? No, Girl. I mean, just sort of uh, paraphrase. Uh, what pitch did you give to, to them? 
that got okay, there. I give, it, I give you part of it. I give you part of it because okay. obviously Shark Tank is like a, a, a whole hour and a half of going back and forth. <laughs> I but know. We don't want that. Ladies, <laughs> here, here it is. Ladies, it's Valentine's Day and you finally met the man of your dreams. You know what time it is. It's time to find some sexy lingerie to set the mood off nicely. But you weigh over 200 pounds. What's a big girl in the city supposed to do? Well, if anything like me, then you went to Victoria's Secret and you found out that they don't even make a bra in your size. So then you went to Ashley Stewart and Lane Bryant and you didn't really like the selection. Finally, as a last resort, you went to Macy's where your choices were black, beige, and white. Again, what's a big girl supposed to do? Well, that's why I created Curvy Girls Lingerie. At Curvy Girls Lingerie, we're the ultimate shopping experience for full-figured divas and plus-size fashionistas. And that was, that was part of the pitch. And then I oh. went on to explain why most mainstream lingerie companies don't create any products for, for women my size. The over 40 million women size 14 or larger in the United States, just like me. And we all want pretty underwear. And then I went on to bring mm-hmm. in facts and statistics and everything like that. So that was, that was the pitch. That was great. Oh, my goodness. You know, and, and I said, you know, that we're pitching every day. One of the things that I know some of the listeners may want to know, because we're in such the social media um, and digital world, that what is the perfect email pitch? Because we're here all the time. If you're sending emails, the subject line has to capture one's attention. So what is the perfect email pitch? It's hard to say what the perfect email pitch is is mm-hmm. not knowing what the industry and everything is. And that's why okay. I say it's very important for you to know and study your audience. Because okay. what we work in media is not going to work in oil and gas. That's so it's right. not that I don't want to answer your question. It just doesn't make sense to throw out something that will not, that doesn't make sense in a particular industry. Okay, let's say, uh, I'll take for example, because uh, in, in California, we have a lot of women who are coaches, who are uh, coaches that want to be on the speaking stage, but they have mm-hmm. a, you know, a clientele they're trying to reach. I'm a coach, transformation coach. Not me personally, but I mean, these are some of the women that will say, and I work with a number of women's groups. So it's always like in the subject line, if you're using email, what do you want to say? I'm a coach and I want more clients. You know, what I've been doing a lot in, in LinkedIn is I, mm-hmm. in order to get clients, not, not just to just throw myself out there, is I've made it more about them than I have about me. <laughs> So before, when I used to send out my pitches via LinkedIn or in emails, I would do a short little thing about how great I am, the shows I've been on and everything like that. And people love it. Don't get it twisted. They love it. But when I started mm-hmm. to ask them questions about them, what is your greatest business challenge? Um, is there anyone in, I, is there anyone that you'd like mm-hmm. to be connected with in my Rolodex? I put in, there, mm-hmm. in, in parentheses, old school. How can I be of service? How can I be of service to you? Can we get on the phone and have a conversation? And I, and I know that probably sounds disappointing, but altogether it's very cute. It's no more than four sentences. And do you know how many people I feel like beat down my door because they're so shocked that I am reaching out to them to let them know that I am opening myself up to you? How can I be of service to you? Because I know that givers, givers win, not those who are just looking to sell all the time. That's, I mean, and you know, really, that's the key is that the focus is not exactly, if you have to go around telling everybody who you are rather than trying to explore and get into the hearts of other people, who are you? What do you need? What are your needs? And it's all about caring. 
caring for other individuals. That's my philosophy. Definitely. And here's the thing that I learned about social media. So I'm, a, I'm the killer pitch master. Do you know, it wasn't until one day I was just sitting there and I was thinking to myself about how to expand Perfect Pitches by Precious. So it's not just about pitching. And I swear to you, the Lord told me, ask questions. So I immediately went on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and I started asking questions. I said, who's looking for paid speaking engagements? Who, who wants to learn how to speak better? What do, you, what do you most struggle with as an entrepreneur? Is it confidence and stuff like that? And you know the number one thing people struggle with before they can even think of pitching is confidence. So I created hashtag rockstar confidence. Another thing that people struggle with is they can't pitch without knowing how to speak well publicly. They can't, there's a disconnect between how do I even get to pitching when I can't even get in front of a room full of people. So then I started creating products called hashtag brand you and I created hashtag booked and busy for professional speakers who are looking mm-hmm. for paid speaking engagements. So when I started asking questions and not making myself just the solution, let me ask questions to see what your actual mm-hmm. pain points are, not what I think they are. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. And I tell you, it is absolutely marvelous to have you sort of validate this. Um, Because recently, I think I shared on the show with one of my guests, one of the biggest fears that that has been known nationally is the fear of public speaking. That is the number one Mm -hmm. fear. And I'm sure you know that. Um, I I was a college professor. And when I would have for 12, 13 years, and when I would have to have students make a presentation, oh, my God, the cries. And these were adult students. Um, and the fear of speaking publicly. And so that was, you know, something I learned very, very early on. What, you mm-hmm. know, one of the things that I have for you, Precious, is what's next for you? Because you're on a roll. <laughs> yeah. So I am finishing up on my book called Bad Bitches and Power Pitches for Women Entrepreneurs and Speakers Only. I am leading uh, corporate trainings at very powerful Fortune 50 companies. I am creating my own live events. In fact, I had a sold out event last Thursday in New York City at Luminary called Perfecting Your Pitch. Um, I want to create a perfect pitch school to really train people to be great public speakers and great pitch masters so that they they learn a lesson for, they learn these lessons for a lifetime and they can go out and do this for themselves. I also am in the process of becoming a talk show host. So that's the, you know, the universe is answering my prayers. When I was five years old, my dad bought me this cassette tape called Wham! Mm -hmm. Make It Big. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. knew instantly what that meant. In my own household, I was ignored, abused, abandoned, mistreated, but I thought that if I can get the world to love me, my parents would love me. Now I know my parents are people, and they went through their own trauma, dramas, and stress. And so I don't say that anymore. I don't worry about that anymore. My vision is to make sure that women especially know that they have everything inside of them to be successful. And that fear, worry, and self-doubt are are tricks of the devil. And it holds so many people back. And then once you start taking action, it it creates this momentum. And it creates this forward movement that will blow your mind. There's no way I should be where I am when less than three years ago I was on my deathbed. There's no way I should be where I am. But I kept pushing and kept pressing. I kept doing what God told me. All these visions he put in, he placed on me. I kept going. I think that's wonderful. And, you know, you're you're sort of answering, which was going to be my next question about the wisdom 
that you can share with the listeners today who've had, many of them, had a background that's very similar to yours. So you've really answered that question. And in, with your book, I'm sure it's going to be profound. How soon is this book coming out? This book is going to be out in October. Oh, oh, because ooh. I already have two conferences that want to buy the books to give to their participants. So to, to the to this conference, um, the conference attendees. So I, I I laugh when I think about, you know, there have been books inside of me. The Curvy Girl's Guide to Living Well in a Crazy World, the um, the most popular girl in the psych ward, and then you have Bad Bitches and Power Pitches. And it's not to be crass; it's really to showcase what you have that that testicular fortitude and that intestinal guy that 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 internal spirit you need to crush mm-hmm. not only just the competition, but to crush your fear, your doubt, and your worry. We have unstoppable women. We have flawed women. We have star women. We have the unstoppable woman. We have all of these women inside of us. And it's time to acknowledge her greatness. It doesn't matter what you've been through in your life because it's not about you anyway. It's about the next generation that comes behind you. And if they can see that you made it, no matter what happened, you kept going, that gives them the, the impetus and the catalyst to know that they can do it too. And they can do it better. I think that's and so wonderful. I always tell people fortune favors the bold. Be as bold as you can. Well, there are obviously, a lot of us precious, who you are, are some bold lady. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. Bold. Well, we're going to use the word bodacious for you. But I just okay. want to thank Bodacious. Bodacious. Because I just want to thank you for, again, for just sharing that big women, you know, are oversized women. I don't know how you want to say it. But you have a life, too. And you don't have to look at this image of always being thin is in, blonde is perfect, or whatever. You know, because we have all these illusions, I think, women, that we want to be looking like this. But you're showing today to be yourself, love yourself, be the winner, and be the woman that God has chosen you to be. And I like the fact that you're not looking in somebody else's box, precious. You're looking in your own box, and discovering yeah. your magical gifts that God has given you. And I, I thank you. I cannot thank you enough for just sharing who you are and what you're about and, moreover, what you've been through. So I want to thank you. Thank you so much today for being on the show because you've had such an incredible journey, but you've enjoyed much success. And I just want to thank you again for being so transparent in sharing your fascinating journey. And for my listeners out there, if you wish to contact and learn more about Perfect Pitches, you can visit her website, which is www.perfectpitchesbyprecious.com. Now, that's easy to remember, www.perfectpitchesbyprecious.com. Precious, I want to thank you again. You know, you've been described as energetic, personable, inspiring, (laughs) spiritual, grounded, witty, and engaging, and you have been all of that today. And I just want to say thank you, and we will connect again soon. And thank you again for being on the show. So listeners will be... Thank you. It's been a pleasure. So listeners, tune in next week. We had another great show for you with Davika Parikh, recently an actress on Aquaman and coming soon. So see you next week. Be blessed and have a great week. This is Dr. Barbara Young signing off. Thank you.
We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week. 